Hi, you've just downloaded or otherwise accessed a podcast of Cross Point Church and the teaching ministry presented through our weekly Sunday morning worship. Feel free to burn a copy of this file when you're finished and pass it along to a friend you think might also benefit from the teaching. We hope you enjoy the message today, and thanks again for taking the time to visit. Any parents in the house? Yeah, reluctantly. I hope you leave with more tools today than you came came in. We've been talking about the family matters this month. Talked initially about how marriage is a covenant, not an agreement, not a contract, not a negotiated deal. And we looked at, uh, answered the question, is there a man in the house? Looked at God's role for men, for husbands in marriage and for men in the world. And then looked last week at answering the question, is there a woman in the house? Looked at ladies' roles as both wives and, and women in our culture. And today, delve into this subject of parenting. Um, parenting is hard enough on its own. It's worse when you don't have a plan. So I hope, hope today you leave with more plans than you came in with and, and uh, will be encouraged by what we share together today. Psalm 127, verses 3 to 5 says this. It says, children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. Children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hands. How joyful is the man whose quiver is full of them. They'll not be put to shame when they contend with their enemies at the city gates. As we start out the blocks, I want us today to look at three things about arrows that are true real quickly. Arrows are first of all sharpened. Then arrows are aimed. And then thirdly, arrows are released. That's what you're to do as a parent is to sharpen the children God's given you to, to raise, to aim them in, in, in a godly direction, and then release those arrows into the world to become who God intended for them to be. Now, four things today that I want us to see from four different texts. First is in Ephesians chapter 6, if you want to turn there. We're going to look at verses 1 through 4 together, focusing in in just a moment on verse 4 more specifically. It says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother which is the first commandment with a promise so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers do not exasperate your children. Exasperate means to provoke to anger. Do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Now, first thing I want to say about godly parenting is that it begins with clear-cut objectives. Godly parenting begins with clear-cut objectives. Look at verse 4 again with me. It says, Fathers, do not exasperate, do not provoke to anger. Do not exasperate your children. Instead, watch this, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Specifically, verse 4 is talking about folks, uh, uh, parenting out of focus instead of out of fear. Out of going to an, an intended place rather than a place that's by default. Fear causes a lot of parents to either be too accommodating or too protective. Either way too, too much like your kid's buddy or like your kid's warden. And your children don't need a buddy or a warden. They need you to be their parent. And so finding that balance, that, that place where we, where we parent out of focus instead of out of fear is the place we want to go. Focus is about holiness over happiness. Most parents believe it's their job for their kids to be happy. That's not your job. It's your job for your kids to be holy, to grow up in a godly way, seek, seeking God's way in their life. If we focus on their happiness, 
they'll rarely become holy. But if we focus on their holiness, they'll eventually become happy. Don't miss that. If you focus on their happiness, they'll rarely become holy. But if you focus on their holiness, they'll eventually become happy. Listen to John chapter 15, verses 10 and 11. Jesus speaking says, If you keep my commands and remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. A, a child's joy is complete when you push them toward holiness. They're going to find a, a place of joy, a place of complete happiness. It, it, uh, it, it begins, godly parenting does, with clear-cut objectives. Secondly, I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 4, and we'll see there that godly parenting demands that we practice what we preach. Demands that we practice what we preach. Listen to 1 Corinthians 4, 14 to 16. It says, I'm writing not to shame you, but to warn you as my dear children. Even if you had 10,000 guardians in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you to imitate me. Paul, uh, Paul writing there to the Corinthian church and to us today to say, you're being watched. There used to be a show on TV called uh, a Person of Interest, and it began with that very phrase, you're being watched. People, someone is watching you. Now, that show was dealing with artificial intelligence and being watched by a network of cameras, but you're being watched in this world by folks around you in this world, but more specifically by the children in your home. They're watching everything you do uh, as, as parents. We are the model for them to, to become uh, and to grow into. So whether we encourage them to or not, our kids are going to pray like we do. They're going to have passion for the Scripture like we do. They're going to have a work ethic like we do. They're going to handle money like we do. They're going to reach out to others like we do. Now that not, not only might happen, it will happen. Your, your default system, and whether you like it or not, when you got married and left your house, your default system as a husband or wife was what you saw at home first. Whether you liked that or didn't like it, that's, that's your starting place, your, your, your reset button. That's same true, same is true of parenting. You're going to parent like you were parented unless you see something, a, a better way forward. That, that, that is your default system. And so understand, moms and dads, that you are that default system. You, you, you are raising your grandkids and their grandkids by how you parent your children because you're the model they're going to follow until they see something, until God leads them in a different direction and they see something different. So if that's true, we might want to be more intentional about how we parent our kids. I want to be more focused in that direction. If you ask either one of my daughters what DKE means, they'll tell you even in their the 30s, DKE means dad knows everything. That's because I told them when they were old enough to talk, your dad knows everything. If you want to know anything about anything, you come to me and I'll tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the way it is. Now, of course, that's brainwashing. You know that. But I, want, I intentionally wanted to brainwash my children where they wouldn't seek truth in the world. They would seek truth from their father and their parents. And if we didn't know it, and we didn't all the time. We had to go back to the Word and find the truth again. If we didn't know it, we knew where to go to find it, either to, to Scripture or back to my mom and dad and say, hey, my girls asked me this. What do I tell them? If you, if you will, will embrace the fact that you're, you're a model for your children, whether you like it or not, God's put you in that place. You will, will intentionally see that and seek it and walk it out and become what you want your children to become. You, you, they and you both will see a better way forward. We've got to practice what we preach. Godly parenting not only begins with clear-cut clear objectives and, and demands that we practice what we preach, but thirdly, turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, and I want us to see verses 7 and 12. Thirdly, that tells us 
that godly parenting builds on relationships that bond. Godly parenting builds on relationships that bond. Look at uh, second, this, uh, First Thessalonians 2, 2, 7 through 12 says, Instead, we were like young children among you. Just as a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you. Because we love you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Surely, you remember, brothers and sisters, our toil and hardship. We work night and day in order not to be a burden to anyone while we preach the gospel to you. You are witnesses, and so is God, of how holy, righteous, and blameless we were among you who believed. For you know that we dealt with each of you as Father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God, who calls you into his kingdom and his glory. Children bond to their parents. They bond to their mothers, oftentimes over the comfort and care that she provides. That's a natural bond that occurs. It begins usually in the hospital before they even go home. That, that bond begins to occur. Verse 7 speaks to that. Verse 11 speaks to the fact that they bond to their fathers out of the, the encouragement and the challenge that a father provides. And that's his role. Uh, our, our bonding roles are different from each other, but they're both necessary. We need, uh, our, our kids need to see, they need to experience both the feminine and the masculine difference from each other. And they're not going to get that, friend, from a, in a home with two moms or two dads. They need to see the difference between masculinity and femininity, how God has uniquely wired those differences to work together, and they need to see that in you. And, and if you're here as a single mom, bless your heart. Thank you for, for being as diligent as you are. As single moms, I want to encourage you to seek that masculine influence, whether it's a grandfather, whether it's a coach, whether it's a mentor of some kind, seek that masculine influence in your child's life. They need it. Whether they're a daughter or a son, they need it. Encourage that to happen. Make, make opportunities for that to happen because those kinds of relationships God wants us to see, learn from, model after, and then walk in as, as kids as we grow up. Uh, my dad was a, a huge influence in my life and my, as, well, as well as my mom. But I also had coaches and teachers and older mentors that poured into me as well that I stand today here as, as, as a beneficiary of their influence. We need to see the value in that and don't, don't escape the bond, that natural bond that occurs. Uh, godly parenting begins with clear-cut objectives. It demands that we practice what we preach and builds on relationships that bond. Finally, and fourthly, godly parenting requires periodic repair and maintenance. Look at James chapter 5, verse 16. It requires periodic repair and maintenance. James 5, 16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Godly parenting, friend, is a journey. It's a process. And, and I, I've been at it a while. Doc's been at it 100 years or so. And it, it, it is a process that you never really mature from. You're, you're, you're constantly learning. You're learning things from your kids. You're learning things from your parents. You're learning things from friends. You're learning things from the Lord. You're learning things as you go. It, it's a process. It's a journey. And as such, it's, uh, it's going to require some intentionality. It's going to require some effort on your part. But don't, don't see yourself as, as when your kids get 18. Well, I'm done with that. Because some of your greatest influence is after 18. In fact, some of your greatest influence is after they leave your home sometimes. So don't see your job as being over even if you have adult children because they're, they're going to 
they're going to get over the fact that usually occurs from about 15 to about 21, where you know nothing as a parent. You're clueless. In about 22 or 3, we'll talk more about this next week as we talk about discipline, child discipline. About 22 or 3 or 4, they, you start to get smarter again suddenly. It's amazing how that happens. But you start to get smarter because they, they start to come to you with, Dad, what do I do about this? I mean, well, I, I need some guidance on this and this. And, and that influence will never, ever stop. And so, as I say, the parenting experience never stops, and the growing experience from it never stops. But because it's a process, let me just be honest with you and tell you, you're going to blow it. You're just going to blow it. Recognize it. In fact, you may blow it often, especially as, as, as your kids are younger. Deal with that as, as they're old enough to understand it. Apologize to them and move on. Don't let the enemy stay there and beat you up over and over and over again over failure as a parent. You're going to have, have some failures along the way. And see that, admit it, deal with it, apologize if necessary, and, and move on to the, next, to the next thing, the next situation. Kids have an amazing ability to forgive and love. Uh, they, because of the bond that, that I talked about earlier, kids have, have an amazing ability to forgive and oftentimes forget and love in spite of that. And I want to encourage you, as James 1 does, uh, James uh, chapter 1, verse 5, we just looked at, is to pray for wisdom. Pray for God to give you wisdom and give you understanding and give you peace and give you direction and give you a sense of solace and, 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 and uh, to not stress so much about being a parent. As I said earlier, it's hard enough as it is. It's even harder without a, a plan. As you see God's plan unfold from his word today and hopefully some again next week, um, you're going to you're going to need recognize the need to pray for wisdom and pray for understanding and pray for knowledge and pray for urgency and pray for all the things you need to, to become the parent God's intended for you to be and, and send your kids in a godly direction. Uh, as we wrap up, I want to remind you of a couple of things. First of all is this. Parenting is a sacred stewardship. It's God's idea, not yours. It's a sacred stewardship. And I call it stewardship because your kids don't belong to you. You may think they do. But they're on loan to you from God. They're his. He, he, he knit them together in your womb, Psalm 139 says. He's the one that brought conception about. He's the one that brought the miracle of birth about. He's the one that brings them up into your home and causes them to grow in maturity. They're his kids, not yours. So see, see that as a sacred stewardship, not as something that's, that you own and, and, and is yours to, to govern and, and edict as you want. But they're, they're, they're on loan to you. Second thing I want to leave you with is not only is parenting a sacred stewardship, it, it is your, should be your most sobering and yet rewarding work on earth. Your most sobering and rewarding job should be to recognize that you're a parent and God's blessed you with kids, blessed you with somebody to influence. Consequently, parenting is a job that always evolves but never stops. It is... That, that sacred stewardship is something that, that is, is, as I said a moment ago, ago God-ordained. God thought of that, not you. And they're his on loan to you and not yours. And because of that, treat that as such. Treat that as the fact that God, they're yours. And I, I definitely don't want to blow it. If, you, if, you're the, if I'm going to stand before you and answer for it, and I will one day, I definitely don't want to blow this. I need your wisdom. I need your guidance. I need your understanding. I need you to... I need you to reinforce the things to me that the Holy Spirit has spoken to me through your word. And so 
if it doesn't sober you and humble you, uh, you need to seek some counsel to somebody that's further down the road than you are and seek, the, seek their wisdom because it is, it is definitely both a sobering and humbling experience to, to be a parent and uh, should get your attention at every level that your kids go. We'll talk more about those levels next week. I encourage you to be here. Let's pray. Father, today we are, we are here as children of the Heavenly Father and s several of us as parents seeking wisdom and guidance from a father who knows best because you do. You said in your word that you'd be with us, you'd never leave us nor forsake us, and, but when it comes to raising kids, we need you. There's just times we don't know. We don't know what to do. We don't have the solution. We feel like we're, we're using our best judgment. But we need you, and we need your guidance, and we need the guidance of your Holy Spirit. But bring us back again and again and again to Scripture. Bring us back to, these, to, to, to the guidebook. Bring us back to the plan. Bring us back to this, this schematic that you have for us to live by and parent by and grow godly children by. You, you, will, you will cause those, those urgencies and those searches to bring about truth, to bring about uh, a life of influence, to, bring about, to raise kids that influence other kids around them. Would, would there be such, such godly parenting going on in this room and in the lives of kids that these parents affect that their friends are drawn to the Jesus in them? That those around them, that those, these, these kids influence, whether they're three or 83, that they'll want to know, what's, what's different about your kid? What's different about you? Cause our, our friends who are parents to look at our kids and say, how do you guys handle this? It seems like your kid is more well-balanced. They, they they, first of all, they know how to behave. And secondly, they know how to submit to authority. And thirdly, they seem to, seem to respect you pretty well and, and be a, a rather balanced kid. How did that happen? Tell me that story. And would that story lead to your story? Would our story of having kids that are on loan to us, that we are stewards of, not owners of, stewards of, would that story lead to, to the story of how you bring that about by trusting in, in you as our Lord and Savior? and leading our kids in that same direction to know you as Savior and Lord as well. Would that kind of story have power and influence? Because, Lord, you don't bring kids into this world and into our lives and into our homes just to have something to do. It's about affecting culture. It's about affecting the people around us with the gospel of Jesus and the power of influence of what a godly parent can do and bring about in their kids. Stir us up with those things this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to today's message from Cross Point Church, helping people navigate the journey toward an authentic, biblical, and contagious walk with Christ.